Joining us now is a longtime prosecutor in Los Angeles, California. Join me in welcoming John Hatami to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. John is a uh, a longtime child abuse prosecutor in L.A. And John has uh, been carrying the uh, torch for crime victims as he blames D.A. George Gascon for the county's nearly 40 percent rise. Get that, folks? 40 percent rise in homicides in the last two or three years. He believes, as I do, that Gascon's liberal policies like imposing zero bail uh, for low-level felonies allows career criminals to be out and about. He urged the L.A. residents to kick Gascon out of office, and uh, people across America agree with him. Uh, so right now we're going to welcome John to the show. John, the latest, the latest uh, faux pas by uh uh, Gascon is the fact that he is ending or shutting down the so-called lifers unit uh, in the DA's office. And let me just explain what that is. Uh, whenever someone is up for parole, uh, and I did as DA, you send your assistant DA out or you have them at least respond to the parole board with whether or not we believe an individual who is in prison uh, should remain there or should have the opportunity to get out on parole. Gascon apparently decided that he'd shut down the parole, uh, the the unit where the DAs responded. But worse than that, he doesn't want to notify victims. John Hatami, take it away. You know, what What he's doing is, is, is actually atrocious. There are numerous individuals who are in prison uh, for murder, uh, numerous individuals in prison for serious uh, sexual abuse cases, uh, serial rapists who receive life sentences. And because of uh, certain laws that have been passed over the last 10 years, including elder parole and youthful parole and other resentencing statutes, many of these individuals are now eligible to receive uh, a parole hearing. And many of these victims didn't fill out a form because they thought these individuals would serve 50 to life, 100 to life, 150 life, and would never get out. And so now the district attorney is getting notified of these parole hearings, and he's determined that it's unnecessary to contact the victims. He's determined that we shouldn't send a prosecutor to these hearings. He's determined basically that he just wants to push all this stuff under the rug and release uh, serious and violent criminals and not let anybody know about it. That's pretty much what's happening. You know, I, I got to tell you, John Hatami, the thing that absolutely amazes me is that he says while a victim has a right to be notified, uh, they also have a right not to be contacted, suggesting uh, that it will be an imposition to notify a victim that a dirtbag criminal already in prison is uh, up for parole, which is it, it's anti-victim. Uh, it is uh, it is promoting the release of violent felons into society because we're talking with this lifers union unit about serious felons. Um, the statute requires that victims be notified. Am I am I correct, John Hatami? You are correct. The California Constitution clearly says that we have to notify victims when when a uh, criminal who's hurt them or hurt their loved one is up for parole. George Gascon basically is just telling everybody he just doesn't want to do his job. He thinks it's unnecessary. Uh, he said that he said it's too time consuming to actually call victims. But the problem is, is that's our job, Judge Nanine. Our job is to let victims know that somebody's up for parole, to go to the parole hearing, 
to get the documents, to file motions, uh, to make sure that if this individual is dangerous, that he doesn't get released back into society, and also to fight for the victim. That's something we've been doing for the last 50 years. So it's not time-consuming. It's not unnecessary. It's actually our job. That's right. what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, John Hatami, the, the amazing part of this is that, you know, for him to allege that it's time consuming when many of them are up for parole, uh, when, as I understand it, uh, he changed some of the rules that allow people to be up for parole earlier. I'm not quite sure how that works. But it seems to me that if someone is violating the, the California Constitution and the right of victims to be notified, that some kind of mandamus or, you know, some kind of uh, uh, legal uh, maneuvering to force him to do his job. I mean, I know you're trying to get him out, and uh, most of America agrees with you, John Hatami, that that George Gascon, the LADA, has to go. He is promoting criminals over victims. He is releasing violent felons into the community intentionally. Um, but but isn't there? Has anybody thought about a mandamus or getting the the courts to require him to at least notify victims? There has been, Judge Jean. A lot of uh, victims and victim rights attorneys have started coming together, and they're talking about filing an injunction. And what you said about George Gascon is right. For the last 10 years, uh, he's been working in San Francisco as the district attorney there, and he's helped legislators in California pass laws regarding elder parole, regarding youthful offender parole. Basically, he's helped draft laws that allow serious and violent criminals to be eligible for parole hearings. So I believe this is a plan that he's had all along. He's been working on it through San Francisco. He's been working on it here. And what he wants to do is he wants people to get up for parole, be released back into society, and have nobody know about it. And this is something he's planned for a long time. You know, uh, the interesting part of it, the human aspect of this is, you know, when someone has committed a violent crime, let's assume that it's a murder. So you've got the family members who are left who need to be notified that the killer will is about to be released or there is a chance that that killer will be released. I don't think a lot of people realize the danger that that family is in because that murderer is sat in prison for a long time thinking about how his life was ruined by the victim that he killed. I mean, they'll blame they'll blame the person that they killed. And then the victim's family may have been a witness in the case. The victim's family was in court every day. You know, the victim, the witnesses who testified, they need to know that this individual who's already victimized one person or killed a person is going to be out. I mean, it is it is contraindicated and it is it is an embarrassment that in the United States we have someone like uh, George Gascon. Uh, The recall he's got. We've got enough uh, signatures in California. When is the election going to be on the recall, John Hatami? So the recall now is is going to a full count. The uh, registrar voters is going to look at all the 715,000 signatures to make sure that we have enough signatures. We need 566,000 valid signatures. We'll know by August the 17th uh, if we actually have enough certified and verified signatures. And if that happens, Judge Jeanine will either have a recall election in November, December or January. And we need to do everything we can to get this individual out. Like you said, you are exactly 100% right that individuals need to know if violent criminals, if serial rapists are going to be released. 
They need to be able to get a protective order. They need to fight to make sure that person doesn't get out. They need to make sure that person doesn't go move and live near where they live. George Gaston doesn't care. He doesn't care about the safety of anyone. And it's really atrocious. Well, it is atrocious. And what he's doing, John, is he is he is basically training a whole office of so-called prosecutors that their job is to protect the criminal that, you know, this this social justice. I don't know what that is. But what I do know is that we are a country of of or supposed to be a country of law and order and accountability. And this, you know, the the recall of Chesa Boudin in uh, San Francisco, I was reading that the new DA there had a meeting with some of the top prosecutors and that the new DA said uh, or somebody leaked that, you know, they barely spoke to her when she had the first meeting of the high level prosecutors. Uh, I know that when I came in as DA, I brought in my own team. Uh, you've got to bring in a team of people who believe in the work that we do. If you don't, then you risk people undermining the job of the DA, which is to enforce the law, to make criminals accountable, and to protect the victims. I mean, you're, you're again, 100% right. Listen, the main job of the district attorney is make sure that homes and communities are safe. That means you need to follow the law and enforce the law. That means that means you need to protect families and protect victims and fight for them. That means that you need to hold individuals accountable if they commit violent crimes. And, and that, that means you actually need to do your job as a district attorney and prosecute cases. We have a very lawless society here in Los Angeles. George Gascon does not enforce many of the laws here in Los Angeles. And, you know, you see what happened, like you said. Uh, we have a major increase in homicides. It's a 15-year high. Uh, we have a 64% increase in shootings. 64% wow. increase in shootings. Wow. Um, we have grand theft auto, which has increased. We have robberies, home invasions, which are increased. You can't even wear a watch in California, in Los Angeles, without fearing that you're going to get attacked or robbed. You can't even go to the store, buy, buy groceries. Uh, you can't even walk down the street or go have lunch with a friend, uh, or you're afraid you're going to get attacked by somebody and get seriously injured. That really isn't the Los Angeles we should want uh, uh, or the Los Angeles that we deserve. You know, uh, John Hatama, you've been a prosecutor for a long time. Uh, I, I just can't believe we're having this conversation where we're having to convince people that someone who is letting criminals out, someone who, you know, is, you know, believes that victims, uh, even though statutorily they should be notified, you know, don't have don't have a right to be notified, uh, is is in a position of power. We've got it in Manhattan with this guy. Uh, uh, Alvin Bragg. I mean, we've got it in Philadelphia. I mean, you, you know, George Soros's money has made it possible for these people to turn the criminal justice system upside down. But forget that term. It's allowed criminals to victimize innocent, innocent people in America. This isn't the way the country is supposed to run. I mean, you're exactly right. You know, it means George Soros has his hands in many of the cities here in the United States of America, he's put a lot of money into a lot of these uh, very, very rogue and radical prosecutors uh, from New York to California. Um, you know, Alvin Bragg charging somebody who clearly um, was defending himself in his own uh, um, store. The bodega. Um, and, yep. Yeah, it, it's atrocious. Uh, you know, Jose Alba um, was attacked by two people. One of them was armed with a knife. He got stabbed. 
he's smaller than the, the uh, perpetrator. He, he's, he's also older. And so that's classic self-defense. So what's happening is these progressive prosecutors are charging law-abiding citizens with crimes for defending themselves, and then they're releasing serious and violent criminals. It's backward. And many people need to realize how powerful the district attorney is and vote for a good and honest district attorney who wants to do the right thing. And John Hatame, you know, you talk about this case, which has got, you know, people across the country and obviously in New York uh, furious that the bodega owner who is 61 years old, who's never had a problem uh, and in fact tried to defuse the situation when a woman came in with a government card to buy potato chips or something or government card didn't work. She goes home, gets her boyfriend, who's a career criminal gangbanger, two prison terms uh, in addition to a long criminal rap sheet. And she brings him back. He corners the owner of the of the bodega. The owner then tries to get away as he corners him, and then he knocks him down. The career criminal knocks the bodega owner down. And then the bodega owner just grabs a box cutter, and he ends up killing him. The bodega owner tried to de-escalate. He said, hey, Papa, hey, Papa, I want no trouble. I want no trouble. But the dirtbag gangbanger is going at him. And John Hitami, the thing that makes me really upset is the fact that the woman the girlfriend stabbed him three times in the arm in the shoulder and that those stab wounds were infected as the bodega owner was held in rikers until there was a public outcry that got him out of rikers and and the da says well i don't want to charge her she was she was protect she was helping her boyfriend I mean, this is just stunning. And now Alvin Bragg is being called out and he says, well, I'll make a decision. What decision do you have to make when the crime is literally on a videotape? I mean, this is an injustice. And you know, Judge Jeanine, you know by being a prosecutor that Alvin Bragg has committed prosecutorial misconduct. We do not charge individuals unless we have the evidence to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. He ended up charging uh, Jose with with secondary murder. Uh, had an yeah. increased bail, and now he claims that he still needs to investigate. That's yep. prosecutorial misconduct. You cannot charge somebody unless you have the evidence to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. In addition to that, this is America. We're founded on the concepts of self-defense. We're founded on the concepts of protecting our home, protecting our loved ones, protecting our place of business. And this is what uh, this individual did. Somebody who immigrated here from the Dominican Republic who wanted to have a better life in the United States of America. And now he's being punished for actually doing what was right, which is protecting himself. And so Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of himself. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm shocked that an actual district attorney would stand up and say he's still investigating when he already charged somebody with murder, had him sent to a custodial facility and had an increase in bail. And now he tells everybody in New York that he's still investigating. That individual should never have been charged if he hadn't completed his investigation. And that should scare people that we have district attorneys such as George Gaston, such as Alvin Bragg, such as uh, Larry Krasner, who care more about politics and ca- than they care about actually doing the right thing. And that should scare Americans. And I hope they come out and vote these individuals out of office.
I agree. All right. John and Tommy, good luck out there in L.A. with the recall of uh, L.A. District Attorney George Gascone. We look forward to having you back, John and Tommy, uh, when the uh, when the election uh, is scheduled. And we'll see what we can do to help you in terms of getting rid of George Gascone. Thank you, John and Tommy. Thank you so much, Judge Neen. All right. Take care.